0: One year ago, the Canucks drafted Jonathan LeCaramacchi at 15th overall. At the time, he had slid down the rankings and it seemed like the Canucks got its deal. Well, now there's a few players the Canucks should have drafted ahead of that guy. And we're going to tell you about that next Here on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credential media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. And before we get into the episode, we got to thank you for tuning in to Locked On Canucks. It's your team almost every day. Okay, it's summer. We'll take a little easy, but your team almost every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, again, Kyle, it's the dog days of summer. I got one stat that uh, we're going to touch on later in Trevor's notes, uh, which highlights how much it is the dog days of summer. Uh, but we are going to talk about Jonathan LeCarrie Mackey and the 2022 NHL draft today. Um, you know, should the Canucks have drafted this guy? I don't know. I think there's a few players that should have been drafted ahead of Jonathan LeCarrie Mackey. Hindsight is everything, Kyle. But um, yeah, we're going to go fall down that <laughs> rabbit hole today. But first and foremost, yo, we I, I, we didn't record on Monday. I didn't talk. I don't know. if Well, maybe I talked to you over the weekend. I don't remember. But
1: I feel like it's been a while, buddy. How are you doing? I guess it has been a while. You know, things are different when we record uh, on this schedule. You know, we we do see each other less, and everyone knows it, man. You know, we started off as friends, as friends, but now we're just colleagues, man. So it's uh, <laughs> it's different out here, man. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, locked on Canucks, your team every day. And uh, speaking of that, I did make an episode yesterday, but I didn't drop it because I got a I got a fact wrong. Okay, and, and more on that in twenty minutes. We'll, we'll bring that up again. comment corner uh begsy how you doing though man how's life because right now you're scaring me okay you're telling me that uh we're making our debut this week on august 1st with locked on canucks and you want to bring up something so irrelevant okay something so dark you know you you just want to you just want to you just want to you just want to poop how old is this guy 19 20 years old Come on, man! Calling him a bust, potentially? Whoa, 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 whoa! Unbelievable, okay, okay. man! You know who's the bust? You're the bust. You're the bust, Trevor hey. How that? How's that feel? I, I I'm
0: I'm very happy as a busting man. That's uh, that's for sure. Man, you, um, you I, I gotta know to say, say, you
1: definitely yeah, that's know true. To bust.
0: bust. Bust a move! Woo! Let's yeah. go. Okay. Uh, with Jonathan Luker though, I mean, yeah, I, I said it off the top. I mean, this guy was expected to be a top ten pick in the NHL draft. I mean, seven goals as a teenager. Uh, as an underager in uh, twenty six SHL games, you know, pretty, pretty good stuff for uh, for the little dude. Um but yeah, the Karrimaki, uh, again, I think Alvin said it in that post draft video. like they expected Lekararimaki to be in the top ten. They had him on their board. I think it's seventh overall, it was reported. So, yeah, at the time it's like, okay, the Canucks got a steal. Um, Did the Canucks need another undersized winger? And this goes back to the same debate that we had in this year's draft, okay? Undersized winger and Zach Benson versus positional lead in Tom Melander. You can make a similar argument for 2022 as well. Uh, the uh, Canucks obviously believe LeCarrie Mackie is the best player available, but I'll tell you what, I know the guy to rough season, I don't want to poop on that too much, but there's some guys that got drafted after him who are having even better seasons, okay? And that's just the way it goes, is the beauty of hindsight we're looking at drafts. I know we've talked about Pod Colson versus Matt Boldy and stuff like that on other episodes, but uh, let's talk about three guys today drafted after the Mackey, who the Canucks should have drafted instead because, you know, these guys are starting to tear it up. Uh, so I'm just going to go down the pecking order here. Oh, so, man. you know, when the Canucks got to 15th overall, two of the top names left on the board were Jonathan LeCarrie and Joachim Kemmel. Okay, Joachim Kemmel, uh, another small Finnish winger. He's actually almost the exact same size as LeCarrie Uh A bit more speed to his game. Um, but anyways, he went two picks later at 17th overall to the National Predators. Do you know what this guy, Joachim Kemmel, did this season when he
1: came over to the AHL, Kyle? I don't even want to know, man, because you're about to scare me, dude. You're about to scare okay, so... everyone here, man. By the way, if you're listening <laughs> to this and you don't want to feel down in an early August day, you can leave, okay? Because Trevor Be- Beggs is bringing out the darkness today, okay? Again, calling Jonathan LeCarrie i a I'm, bus. I'm, just, uh, I'm, not,
0: I'm not calling LeCarrie a bus. All I'm dude. doing is holding Canucks management and their scouting staff accountable, okay? Because you know, the city hasn't seen a winner ever. And I know the city wants a winner. You listen right now. You want a winner in this market. You want your team to make the right decisions, not the wrong one, which it looks like they might have made by drafting Jonathan LeCarrie uh, So Joachim Kemmel, okay, he, so he spent uh, most of last season over in Finland. Uh, he was playing in SM Liga uh, before he got drafted and then in his draft plus one season. So at the conclusion of um, his team season in Finland, I'm not even going to try to say his team's name. I think it was Yip. Uh, He comes over to the the National Predators AHL affiliate, the the Milwaukee Admirals. So when he appears in the AHL, he starts off um, at the end of the season with six goals and 13 points in 14 games. Not bad for a young chap. I mean, think about it, right? We're talking about like Danila Klimovic. And I know he had a full season in the AHL like after being drafted. Um, But he had like 10 points and we're all being like, oh, you know, it's okay. You know, it takes a long time to develop. It's hard. This guy, Joachim Kemmel, just comes in. He's a point of game player in the AHL. So not only that, he has six goals and 13 points in 14 games. In the playoffs, he has eight goals and 10 points in 14 games. Oh. Eight goals and 14 play- points in the, sorry, eight goals in 14 games in the NHL playoffs, man. Again, similar size, similar profile to the Karamaki, but uh, I think the ceiling's looking a little higher right now on Joachim Camel.
1: Dude, recency bias, man. It's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. And, you know, uh, speaking of that, you know, recency bias, I think some of us, were a bit calmer with Mackie and how he ended off this season, you know, so much so that the Canucks awarded him with an entry-level deal, right? Have a little bit of cash, you know, do your thing, make your dreams come true, blah, blah, blah. And that made me feel good. And then you just come out with the stats and the numbers about this other guy that the Canucks could have picked. But let's be honest, man, in hindsight, if that pick was made, I mean, I feel as if the Canucks would, like the fans would be, disappointed but uh, fast forward two years later hindsight oh man uh, do you know this a, a, one of the most popular slash impactful entertainers coming out of the west coast the best coast vancouver he's the homie his name is hindsight he's got like millions of followers and he's you know he delivers perspective on the daily and man oh man i feel as if after this episode i gotta listen to some of him because you're making me <clears> feel <throat> pessimistic about jonathan le Carimacchi, and that's not a good thing because uh th- this organization we've talked about it's so for so long on this program already, like everything kind of needs to go right. And like is a big part of that equation still for us yeah. to. Yeah, he, it is. It's, it's just the truth. It's just the truth.
0: Look, look at it this way. The Canucks, despite being a rebuilding team, didn't have their first round pick in 2020. Didn't have their first round pick in 2021. John, Jonathan, Jonathan was this team's first, first round pick in three years. You know, that's a pick you want to get right. And I'm not going to say they're not getting it right, okay? I'm not calling the Karamaki a bust, uh, despite what the uh, thumbnail on this episode might look like if you clicked on it on YouTube. <laughs> um, but uh, to say, there's some better guys so far, or guys who are trending upwards more so than him, who are drafted later on. So that includes number two on the list here, and it's uh, a guy with one of the best names in the draft, Jimmy Snuggerood. What a what? name, man. What a name. So yeah, Jimmy Snuggerude. He was drafted uh, eight spots later at 23rd overall by the St. Louis blues, a uh, big right winger, big ish, right winger uh, plays with a bit of an edge came out of the U S national national development team. So in his rookie season at the university of Minnesota, this guy had 50 points in 40 games as a freshman. It's crazy to see these first round picks now come into the league and, you know, post like over a point a game in in college hockey. I mean, offense is becoming a bigger, bigger part of today's game, but, by our reports, Jimmy Snuggerud was an absolute play driver as a freshman um, for the University of Minnesota. So hats off to him. He was playing with some talented players there. Um, but look at it this way. So Matthew Nyes, who just uh, came out of the University of Minnesota, ran to the Leafs lineup in the playoffs. He had 42 points in 40 games. Jimmy Snuggerud had 50 points in 40 games. So Snuggerud, a year younger, already looking like a better player than Matthew Nyes. And Matthew Nyes still had an impact for the Leafs in the NFL playoffs this year
1: holy what a name dude jimmy snuggaroo snuggaroo Oh, snuggaroo oh, i like
0: it man there we
1: go rude man hey man shout out to uh people who are not rude man for real man i hate people who get mad at the people working at tim Hortons. that's like the most anti-canadian thing you can do for real <laughs> it's the worst man oh, i hate man. that stuff man it makes me so uncomfortable and it makes me feel bad. Anyways, you want me to talk about this Jimmy guy? I've never heard of him. So we got to move no, on. That's to the all right. Next that's time, all right.
0: Okay? Let's, let's go to number three. And I'm going to pull up the picture here because this guy's jawline screams NHL player, man. Look at this guy right here. He's number three on the list. Uh, draft at 28th overall, Yuri Kulich. Can I hear something funny? I noticed actually just going through this. Yuri Kulich, Joachim Kemmel, and Jonathan LeCaramaki are all basically the same size. They're all listed set. 5'11", and between 171 and 172 pounds. But um, both Kemmel and Coolidge play with like a bit more of an edge, a bit more speed to their game than the even though the Karamaki apparently has no bit more puck skills and whatnot. But uh, yeah, Yuri Coolidge again, comes over from, uh, he was playing in the Czech men's league when he got drafted, comes over to the AHL, and he's almost a point-of-game player. 24 goals, 46 points in 62 games. And in the playoffs had 7 goals, 11 points in 12 games for the Buffalo Sabres AHL affiliate, the Rochester Americans. So... Again, that's three players drafted in the latter half of the first round, drafted after LeCaramacchi, who are trending way higher than he is right now. And again, LeCaramacchi had a rough season, injuries and whatnot. Um, mm. But he's arguably one of the most important prospects in the Canucks organization. And uh, it's kind of frustrating to see multiple guys drafted after him who are having a lot of success. And that, there's some honorable mentions too. I didn't want to go too deep down the draft order, but like Lane Hudson drafted uh, late second, early third round. Uh, he's having some oh, crazy man. success right now. I don't think the Canucks would have drafted another like five eight, five nine defenseman, but he's looking like a surefire first-round pick. And another undersized wigger, Jordan Dumais, drafted by the Blue Jackets, had like 140 points in 69 uh, games of the Quebec Major Junior League last season. So I uh, didn't want to bring up those deep dives. Just was kind of looking more oh, in the first God, round. But yeah, man. quite a few players drafted after Leclerc Mac. You are having success, man. It's got me uneasy, Kyle. I know it's August. I shouldn't feel uneasy. It's got me a little uneasy.
1: No, it makes sense because you're you're seeing like professional American numbers, you know, pile up for some of these guys who are picked after Jonathan Karamakian. That, that makes me feel a little uneasy, too. Uh, you know what else makes me feel a little uneasy, man? The fact that it took us eight minutes, nine minutes to point out that our guy, right, the guy that we should be loyal to, who's also a young chap, his parents may be watching this video. He, he went through it. He was hurt. Yeah. Illness. Uh, did he have a con- concussion, too? A- am I correct on that? Like, I don't know, man. I'm just throwing out things to make myself know, feel a little bit better seen, about yeah. this guy. but
0: He had injuries. He was dealing with mono. Yeah, he, it was a bit of a yeah. rough year for him. It, it wasn't smooth. And he ended on a high. I mean, like I said, I, I hope LeCarrie proves us wrong. Proves you wrong. Proves you wrong. Proves
1: you proves wrong, wrong. Okay? You wrong, okay? Yeah, Come bad. on, man. Kyle Bowen no, he... is a big Jonathan LeCarrie fan. I'm naming my son LeCarrie okay? Wow. For real. Well, dude, first name Mackey Bowen. Dude, that, think buddy. about that, at man. that, man. Look, Bowen, are you serious, dude? Wow, bro, he'll wow. be pulling, bro. Nah, man, straight up. Oh, I, I still have a lot of faith in this guy because I have to, man. Like, uh, uh, heading into this season, I just want everything to go right for the Vancouver Canucks, and I know that's so like it's ironically a bit of an irrational way to think for sure, like being this optimistic, but man, I just want the best for the West Coast, and I have to take, I can only like attach myself to what Lakararimaki did at the end of the season because of how he bounced back after you know the slow start and the injuries and the mono and it's how you finish right? It's not how you start. It's how you finish Becky for real mm-hmm, for real mm-hmm, and i'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna latch on to that. It's just it's real stuff that shows a lot of character. and the Canucks again awarded them with the deal. I don't know if that was just some PR stunt to make us all feel a bit better that about. The like or they got to play it safe, eventually sign him, anyways. But it just, th- th- there, there was a lot of like feel good energy around the pick towards the end of the year. Okay. If you watched a bit of uh, Chris Faber's uh, Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it, why did Elon Musk call the app X? Like, why, why is that happening? Everyone hates their X. And if you don't, <laughs> you're not loyal to the one you're with right now, man. For real. For real, man. I don't know how people can be friends with their X. Anyways, why are you naming that app X? Or well, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, Faber. Faber tweeted a bit about the Mackey throughout the year in the beginning, a little not pessimistic, but just telling the truth. And it was down. It was awkward. It was unsettling. But towards the end, it, it was like, damn, this guy's got it. He's doing it in the playoffs as well, which is big. Let's mention that. Let's mention that, Begsy, right? You crossed that off your notes, right? Come on, you dark guy, bro. Come on, man. I know we're doing YouTube videos a lot. And I know uh, that, you know, if it bleeds, it leads, right? That's what they teach you in uh, journalism school, right? If it bleeds, it leads. But bagsy man, what are your morals, dude? What are your morals, bro? You're a father, bro. Okay.
0: I, I'm just I'm just pointing out the cold hard numbers here, buddy. That that's all. <laughs> I, and, you <laughs> know. know I'm gonna point out some more cold hard numbers Ooh. here uh, as we take an ad break because I got to shout out Fanduel. Okay, take your first swing at betting MLB on Fanduel and get ten times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to two hundred dollars. That's right. Just bet twenty bucks and you'll let two hundred dollars in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you could spend betting. Everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League baseball
1: By the way, before we get back to the show, I got to remind you again that every episode of Locked On Canucks will be available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcatcher at 4:20 p.m. for no reason at all. Again, every episode of Locked On Canucks at 4:20 p.m. for no reason at all. Let's get back to the show. Okay. 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 We back on Locked on Canucks. It's your team every day. Man, oh, man. It, it takes me quite a bit. I'm not going to lie. You know, when we take these, like, multiple days br- day breaks from doing episodes, it takes me a little bit to get back into the swing of things, like 15 minutes at least. So I'm really excited for the second half of this show. Trevor bags, Kyle Bowen, Locked on Canucks. Hit the subscribe button and follow us wherever you, you know, listen to podcasts. One love, man. One love to the listeners, man. For real, man. And one love to you, Trevor. I know I called you out. I call you out multiple times on the program just because I'm trying to, you know, look out for you, man. Accountability is a big thing. And I know life's moving quick and you're probably in seven different places at once and someone's got to keep you aligned, okay? Someone's got to keep you aligned and I just want you to be happy. So I hope I hope that you find time today to go for a walk and just be optimistic about all the things you love, which, you know, should include some of these Canucks prospects, okay? For real.
0: Yeah, 100%, and uh, who knows, maybe I'll go on my walk and I'll listen back to us talk, and uh, maybe (laughs) I'll reflect on my takes from this episode today, but uh, I don't know if I have any takes here, because this is just my notes, man, presented by you, so um, it's all on you, buddy. Don't blame me. Don't blame the note guy.
1: Okay, let's get into it. Trevor's notes. Okay, the first note that I see Trevor Trevor writing down on this section of our doc folder is is about what Ethan Bear Ethan Bear getting married and no canucks there what is this a soap opera trevor come on man this is a note <laughs> hey you know what there could be
0: you know this this I, I'm I'm diving into the into the deep spot of my notebook for uh for some august stuff but this is in the news recently uh, from Narcity, former Canuck, Ethan Bear got married at Okanagan Lake. Beautiful spot. Parallel 50 winery. Uh, 50th Parallel okay. State Winery. And um, yeah, they reported from you know the Instagram post that there was a few NHL players there, like Matt Barzell was there. Jujar Kyra was there. Is um, Jujar Kyra signed, by the way? Actually, he's still a free agent. Anyways, um, there was also Riley Stillman, former Vancouver Canuck, now with the Buffalo Sabres, and Keegan Colasar at the Vegas Golden Knights. So you know there could have been some Canucks there, but according to this article, it's like no none of his most recent teammates were there except for Riley Stillman. So um, that's okay. I don't know. Take that with take you know, take from that what you
1: will. That that you know what, it's okay. It's all love. No, for real, man. Because this is so so personal, and you just want your people there, and I'm I'm okay with that. It's all good. And Ethan Bear's not even a Canuck right now, so this is kind of yeah. irrelevant. But I do want to ask you a question, okay? So, like. Again, weddings must be super stressful, okay, for sure. And a big part of that stress has to be put on the invite list. So how hard was it for you not to invite a couple people based on, you know, capacity and slash just overall thinking about it? You know, like, it's like we're not that close. This is a really intimate moment. I don't need people here that are like 50-50 on the friends list slash close list. So knowing you and and, and your girl. For real, you guys are genuine, big-hearted people. For real. How hard was that?
0: Um, You know what? So the way we did it, we got married in Revelstoke, BC, right? Which is a bit of a trek for anyone to get to. So we figured that you know, we'd invite a bunch of people. But the people who really wanted to come would make the trek, right? Like my wife's from Ontario. So a lot of people came out and made like a week or two-week-long trip of it. And uh, even for people on the coast, you know, it's a six-hour drive from the coast to Revelstoke. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was... I think just the location helped weed people out themselves. We had like, I don't know, 90 to a hundred people at a wedding. Like it was, it was a perfect amount uh, in in my Ooh. opinion. So they're, they're, okay. I think I have a, and I, I have a super small family too. So it's not like, I know I have a friend getting married right now and she got like 40 cousins and they all have like offsprings and kids. And she's like, I had to selectively pick cousins to come to the wedding. <laughs> uh, I don't have that problem. I, my family's tiny, bro. <laughs>
1: well, even on that note, you know, when, when I get tied up and you know, I'm with a, I'm with a, Punjabi girl right now. Uh, yo, I'm assuming only good things that she's the one, you know? So down the road, when we tie in the knot, we having a, a big old bash, you know, I think there's, there's like some sort of expectation from the top, you know, from the parents and whatnot, that there's going to be 700 people at this wedding. But it's like, dude, I'm cutting out like 600 yeah. of those people, man, for real. Oh, it's not even, it's not even a money thing. It's not even like a cost per plate because again, the network's going to be making me $30 million a year. You know, money's not going to be a problem, blah, blah, blah. It's more just of it being like an intimate, thing you know you just want to experience it and share it with everyone that's not necessarily like involved in your relationship because your relationships with two people but just like you know just your people man it's a that's a great moment you want yeah anyways your wedding though like legit it was was great it was perfect when you say the amount of people and i'm going back to it i'm like dude you had the perfect amount of people there slash the perfect people in general
0: yeah, man. No, I, I feel blessed for sure. And I, I'm biased, but I think like the best one I've ever been to is my own wedding. <laughs> you go. know, it was a fucking party. Yeah, cool. we got to bleep that out. My bad. It was a party, though, man. It was an absolute
1: party. Oh, you can you um, can say that, man. You can say that. Trevor, shut up, though, okay? It's not it's not a Trevor Beck show, okay? It's a Canuck show. Can you just shut up? Come on, me, man. You got like, me reminiscing, I, man. I know, man. It's okay. Like, okay, so uh, you also wrote a note. I don't know if you've been thinking about this more, but I'm curious to see uh, where you're going to take this one. Uh, Ian Cole playing the right side uh, have you done more research and uh, what's making you write this one down?
0: Uh, so Canucks Army did some research on this one. So shout out okay. to Steven uh, Roger at Canucks Army. But he basically went through Ian Cole's career and like who his partners were and how much he's played the right side. So I guess bad news was last season alongside Eric uh, Chernak, his main partner in Tampa, he played the left side. Uh, and it did well in those minutes, but it was mainly playing their left side. In limited minutes, did not play well on the right side with Tampa. Um, so that's the bad the good is that he's played a lot of right side in his NHL career, and he's done well, including, you know, basically his first five seasons in the NHL, according to the article. He played on uh, the right side alongside some of the Blues defensemen like Barrett Jackman. That's a, that's a throwback right there. That's how long this guy has been in the league for. But, um, yeah, so Cole has played a lot of right side. He's had a lot of success earlier in his NHL career, just didn't play a lot of right side and have a lot of success there last year.
1: There you go. You heard it there. Not a lot of success. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. I don't think it's going to happen. There's one more note here and I'm pretty sure I got to press this button because I know Trevor's, I know Trevor knows the answer, but I don't. So I'm going to press the button. Let's get into (laughs) into Trevor's trivia.
0: Trevor's trivia starts now.
1: Okay. You wrote down that the Canucks have not made an acquisition in August since 2015. And I don't know if you were going to ask me this question, but I'm going to ask myself the question. What was that acquisition? And I'm going to say it was the Brandon Sutter thing. Is that correct? Or
0: so you want to know the Canucks' last acquisition in August of 2015? Yeah. Like what was it? Sorry. I I spoiled it. Yeah. It was August of 2015. You were, you're so close. Brandon Sutter was signed in August of 2015, but it wasn't the last transaction the Canucks made in August. I don't think you're going to get this. This is a toughie.
1: Is it, like, involving a pick or something or, like, a relevant... No, it, it involves
0: not... signing a depth player. Can you name that depth fourth liner who was signed in August of
1: 2015? <laughs> oh, man,
0: no, I... Great name, BC native, big guy, uh, signed to an, like uh, signed to be AHL depth, played some NHL games with the Canucks.
1: I don't know, man. I actually don't know. Who is it?
0: On t- August 26, 2015, the Canucks signed Adam Cracknell, Uh, to a a one-year deal worth $575,000. That was the last time the production made a transaction in August. Yeah, Adam Cracknell.
1: Wow. What a a polarizing episode, okay? Jonathan Karamaki, he's a bust. (laughs) Nobody went to Ethan Bear's wedding. The guy's not even on the Canucks, and now we just spent some time talking about Adam Cracknell. (laughs) It's August, baby. Okay, (laughs) Trevor Begg, Kyle Bowen, Locked On Canucks. We're still going to have some fun. Let's get to Comic Corner. On the other side, Thank you so much for listening and watching. We're sending you love. And yeah, let's get to the other side. Okay, okay, we back here on Locked On Canucks, your team every day, Trevor Bags, Kyle Bowen. Uh, if, you're, if you're a family member listening to this and uh, you may think you're not going to make the wedding invitee list, for my wedding in eight years, seven years, there's a chance that you're not getting invited. Okay, if you're thinking that way, you're probably not getting invited. It is what it is, man. Which, which, is, the... which
0: is funny because if this is your first time listening to Locked On Canucks, uh, Kyle's basically said that all the OG listeners of Locked On Canucks are invited. So uh, take that. Dude, Kyle's they matter, name.
1: man. They matter. <laughs> okay, Trevor, man. Okay, come on, man. Come on, man. Do your friends make your dreams come true, Trauma. or do the listeners and the viewers? Okay, we're only living the dream because true. of them. That's true. Okay. Yep. Speaking of them. Comet Corner, start now, and man, oh man, this one has me thinking.
0: Welcome to Comet Corner, powered by paraphrasing. This comment comes from
1: Ted. Brothers, I'm thinking Pedersen signs for eight years at 80 million. Thoughts? Trevor, I I gotta say this. If Pedersen takes a discount, something that I've been saying he won't do this time around. But if he does, in order to leave some money on the table, for that long too, eight years, eight years, that's a long time for him to take money off the table. If he does it though, for the betterment of our city, not just the team, but our city and the morale and the the opportunity and uh, the the, the, the increase in hope that we would have, because again, more money to spend elsewhere, we could be a better team. If he does all that for us, when it's time to get my raise, my worth from my team over here, in the studio and on Lockdown, I'm gonna say it straight up. I'm gonna say nah, leave some money on the table for the team. Straight up, leave some money for all of us. I don't need all of that. If Patterson does it, I'm gonna do it too. And Trevor Bags, I hope you say the same thing.
0: Oh yeah, Patterson does it, I would do it too. Of course, I'm not there sure what go, exactly baby. that means. Am I taking a pay cut at my job just so we can hire? No, 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 not, 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 not that, a pay cut. Not a, not a pay
1: cut. Let's say, let's say let's say your boss comes up to you and is like, Trevor. I don't know how much you get paid, but let's say he's like, you know what? We're gonna bump you up to seventy-five bucks an hour, okay? Seventy-five bucks an hour, and you're just like, you know what, boss? Make that sixty-five bucks an hour, and that ten dollars an hour that we save, let's get some better coffee. Let's get some. Let's get the best coffee in the building, okay? Let's put a a, an espresso machine in everyone's office. That's the type of way I'm thinking, okay? You get what I'm saying? So would you be down to that for your workforce?
0: If Pedersen does it, I'll do it. Um, are you yeah, asking me if I think go. Pedersen is going to do that? Because I, I don't. <laughs>
1: no, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's going to do it. But if he does, uh, yeah, I, I,
0: I like, it's I, like yeah, I, I like the wishful thinking from our commenters. And uh, shout out to commenting, as always, here on Comment Corner. I mean, yeah, that'd be great. And, and I know I've heard the argument from Harpoon and some other commenters out there that Pedersen has got to take less for this team to be a winner. Uh, and that while that can be true, he's also worth, you know, eleven and a half million dollars based on market value. So I mean, we'll see what happens.
1: <laughs> we'll see what happens. And if there's a team that needs, you know, players to take a bit less because of that OEL, the OE hell impact coming in a couple years, <laughs> it's the Vancouver Canucks. It's just oh, the truth. Man. It's just the truth. We need players to exceed their contract value and, and just in general, exceed expectations. Speaking of which, before we leave, I want to show you. these kuzmenko highlights from thailand okay here on lockdown canucks trevor we just saw that and i just challenged you to you know to take less from your boss in order in order for your employees to have better coffee every day and now i'm going to challenge you again okay on the last day of september Listen to this, Trevor. Are you listening? On the last day mm-hmm. of September, you and I are going to have a push up challenge. Okay. We're going to try getting to 100 push ups in a row because if the Vancouver Canucks and their players are putting on for the city, going to show up to, in the best shape of their lives in September, then we got to do the same thing, man. We got to put that energy out there too, man. We can't just put that on them and then look at ourselves in the mirror and, and say, are we doing the most with our fitness? So, Trevor, on the last day of September, a 100 push-up challenge, okay? In theory, it's going to be how many push-ups can you do in a row? And the goal yep. is to get to 100. And I believe in you. If you start now, it's like 60 days. 60 days. <laughs> you can get to 100 push-ups in a row.
0: Let's see how it goes, buddy. And uh, by the way, Kuzmenko was in Bali, not Thailand. Got to throw that out oh, there. The last uh, thing I got to throw out is you and I got to do the gross grind together in August, okay? let's Let's make sure we're both under an hour. A little competition to see which member locked on Canucks can get up the gross grind faster. Let us know in the comments who you think's gonna win.
1: Okay, okay. Let us know in the comments. Thanks for watching. And uh, yeah, just in general, it's just not a Trevor and Kyle thing. How about you get into the best shape of your life? Can I say that in 2023? Is that too is, is that too harsh of a thing to say these days? Am I shaming yeah, people? No, no just I'm just saying. You know, we 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 expecting it from the Canucks. You cheering for the Canucks. You <clears throat> you do the same. Anywho, Trevor, sign us out.
0: All right, all right. Shout out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners. And if this is your first time listening, hey, you must do some hockey talk in August. And guess what? We're here for you because it's Lockdown Canucks. Into your team every day, even though we're three days a week right now. Sometimes four, though, maybe even five. We'll see how we feel. Coming up later this week, I wanted to get into Patrick Alvine's draft history, okay? This guy came from a scouting background. Was he actually good at scouting? We're going to find out, and we're going to let you know. On another episode here, all locked on Canucks.